0: People make a career of doing podcasts. Yeah, isn't that insane? they just get paid to talk about nothing. Yeah. All day. It's
1: kind of self-righteous when you think about it. It is, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so let's do a podcast. <laughs> And we start, hello everybody, welcome to episode two of Let's Taco About It. Um, as we're as we're going to start every episode, we're going to start with a little celebrity bash, or what we called in the last episode, a little uh, celebrity spankeroonie.
0: Celebrity spankeroonie.
1: <laughs> and um, the poor soul we chose this week is poor Russell Crowe. Um, do you want to start talking or shall I?
0: I think that Russell Crowe... <laughs> In 2013's Lame Is by, I believe, Dan Hooper. I think that's who directed it. The Dan Hooper. The Dan Hooper. Russell did his best. I think everyone can see the effort in his performance, but the singing could have been a little better, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's all I want to say.
1: Well, I have interesting like facts about like the... Um, the... The... Production of Les Mis, on how, like, how Hugh Jackman went on, like, a water diet Mm -hmm. where, like, he didn't consume, like, wait, was it that he only consumed water or he didn't consume water?
0: I don't know the specific fact, but it's basically that he went on a very drastic diet Mm -hmm. to lose weight to better depict the working and living conditions of French prisoners during that era. But all of that for, like, one song. Right. They show him working in, in the shipyard in those horrible conditions for the first maybe, like, 10, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. When he's in the shipyard and then he's visiting the priest, I think, and he mm-hmm. steals that stuff. All of that for, for what? I understand. I appreciate months the dedication. Diet, and
1: months and diet. Months and dietary restrictions just for 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, I appreciate the dedication to the role, but... feel like that sends a a really negative message to to people hoping to get into acting that you have to go to incredibly drastic measures for even the smallest details in a film. Right. And I remember, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence discussed this, something similar when talking about her role in The Hunger Games, saying that she didn't want to lose a drastic amount of weight, even though... Katniss in the in the books in the Hunger Games was was starving like she's starving in the book and movie. Yeah. But Jennifer Lawrence thought that losing the weight necessary to be more representative, quote unquote, of the book yeah. would send a really negative message well, to young like girls. Also, like
1: <clears throat> that's something you can like flex on,
0: like mm-hmm. be flexible about. Be flexible about, but also use it. It's kind of like I feel like the Oscars love giving awards to people. Who did really really dramatic drastic things for roles? Yeah, I know Christian Bale lost a ton of weight for a role.
1: He always loses weight for a role.
0: Like, Honey, that's because he follows the the, the method. <laughs> his, the method.
1: His psycho. His American Psycho method.
0: The method is Feral. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah,
1: but this is about Russell Crowe. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So, but there's another fact about Russell Crowe is that like mm-hmm. the w- reason why he sounded so bad was because he had five voice like five voice coaches.
0: Oh, okay, interesting.
1: Because they wanted people to quickly pick up on how to sing, so that way, because *Lame* is one of the only movies where they actually like sang on set and used that, and so they wanted people to learn. Don't ask me. (laughs) It's because, like, I guess,
0: like, Russell Crowe. I I don't really know because Russell Crowe wasn't that big. I don't know about that, I'm not familiar, but the dude's in a band. He's in a band.
1: Yeah. Like, now. And, like, it's the reason why he sounded so bad was because he had, he hired five voice actors, not voice actors, but voice coaches, to help him mm-hmm. sing.
0: He just wanted to do well, I respect him for that. But I
1: do have to say that Anne Hathaway singing I Dreamed a Dream
0: mm-hmm.
1: cry every time.
0: I wasn't that moved by when I first watched it. And then, when I listen to it now, I think it's much more moving.
1: Yeah. And, like, she showed her dedication by actually, like, cutting her hair.
0: Yeah. She had, she'd let them cut it on set.
1: But, yeah. I guess that's really what we... I mean, Russell Crowe's a good actor. It's just that Lamez was very unfortunate. Like, I've seen him in Nice Guys... No, but she's in that movie. It's pretty good. But the biggest movie he's really been in that I like is Robin Hood and um, Gladiator.
0: I think I've only ever seen him in Gladiator and Luna's It's my only it's my only dalliances with Russell Crowe.
1: Wa- Joaquin Phoenix is in that movie, you know that? Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, well.
1: Joaquin, you mean? Joaquin. Let's not talk about the Joker.
0: You get what you deserve. I've still never seen it.
1: Yeah, it's not. I'm not going to say anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but um I guess that was our celebrity spankaroonie question mark. Um, not
0: very much of a spankaroonie, more like a Stop on the hand. Or a concern discussion.
1: But um one of our topics today is Alyssa went with our friend Soleil on a whole meditation retreat.
0: Not a whole a mini meditation retreat.
1: But it was a kind of a big ordeal that she has been looking up towards. So. It wasn't a big ordeal.
0: Also, sorry for the background noise of the dishwasher. We have a very small apartment, and the dishes were dirty.
1: Debbie Ryan.
0: Debbie, Debbie Ryan hair flip. <laughs> I'm so clean.
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, I want you to talk more about that. How was that?
0: Well, it was really interesting, so it wasn't a full meditation treat. It wasn't like a full day. we wasn't overnight anywhere. Was just a mini meditation retreat at a meditation center run by I think it's run by the local Buddhists in our city and so it was really just you registered you show up and I think the correct term is Buddhist nun she's an ordained Buddhist nun she let us...
1: Don't flame us if it's not correct.
0: <laughs> but we, I mean, we could just Google it, but <laughs> why do that in the information age? She led us in multiple really intentional guided meditations, and then we had some just discussion sessions. But for us, the participants, it was silent. So we were asked and encouraged not to talk the entire time, uh, from the moment you walk into the center until the moment you leave. And it was so interesting and also nice and relieving to not be expected to to speak. I know as a college student it's a lot of, you know, going to class, participating, speaking in front of groups, interacting with your peers and I don't know, not talking, like taking an intentional break from speaking was was really nice and I've never meditated before. I've never had any kind of experience with that. So this was something it was something very new. I'm glad I tried it. Was it at
1: the Buddhist monastery?
0: It wasn't at the monastery. It was at the it uh, was at the meditation center near the Antique Mall.
1: No, you said near the Antique Mall. Mm-hmm. I you said at the Antique Mall and I was like, mm, No.
0: We were meditating in the Antique Mall.
1: Next to the signs.
0: Yes, incredibly relaxing. People were asking if we were able to love that. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you could do something like that in the future? I think I could. I think I
1: was introverted enough as a kid that I could... I mostly just talk to fill the tension.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's also... When you're asked to meditate, it's just kind of sitting quietly, and the thing that we were asked, or I guess prompted to think about, was the mind, and how the mind is not your brain. It's this shapeless, colorless object that lives near your heart. Yeah, it's like an orb. No, not an orb, it's shapeless. Oh. Sorry. It's just Yikes. it's limitless. It's like <laughs> it's like the sky. It's just it's just li- limitless. And so don't think of things in terms of the blue of the sky. Think of things in terms of the limitlessness and the the never endingness of the sky. Don't get caught up in the blue. No. Get caught up in, in the entire thing.
1: Well I have to say to that is Interesting fact I like, learned a couple years ago is that there's no such thing naturally as the color blue. Hmm. That it's like light refraction,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's why the sky is blue, mm-hmm. and that's why like you see those like beautiful blue butterflies that like flap across, they're actually like incandescent.
0: What well, does that apply to all colors? Since all colors no. color is a. It's just blue. Interesting.
1: So I can see when they were talking about like don't focus on the blue because. It's only blue through your perspective. Yeah. And so looking past what, what the sky, like, visually what the sky is, mm-hmm. and thinking about it as space, is really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I think right now, especially as a college student, it's kind of hard for me to meditate, because I try.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I also do <clears throat> Debbie Ryan hair clip. I also do uh, like, tarot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I try to get more spiritually, like, in my soul, but it's hard to, like, meditate because, like, uh, like I said, as, as I be, well, like I said, as being a college student, it's uh-huh. hard to focus on stuff that's besides yourself because you, cause we're all caught up on the daily grind of, like, what assignment do I have to do today, what class I have to be in today, what's my schedule going to be like today, that mm-hmm. we don't really have time to process what's beyond our schedule or our feeling, really. And that might just be me.
0: I think that I personally have less of a problem with connecting beyond and more of a problem with settling myself and calming down my thoughts. I think that was one thing that I I noticed the most during the meditation sessions was things were coming into my mind. And I really liked that the, the leader talked about how you shouldn't feel bad there's no right or wrong way to meditate and you shouldn't try to grade meditations you're it's not you can't it's not quantifiable and you shouldn't do it right. you should just think about how you feel going into it how you feel after and try to notice a positive change
1: right.
0: and also that it's okay to think about things but be an observer instead of a participator so it's like a cloud she said it's like your thoughts are clouds and you can look at a sky you can look at the sky and observe a cloud and say like, oh this looks like a turtle, this looks like, like a house mm-hmm. but then you let it pass by your vision. You don't keep following it when it's out of like easy eyesight. I really like that perspective. I think yeah. that's a really interesting way to look at it.
1: It's also like something to cope with like things in your life aren't forever.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely.
1: And like how enjoy the moment rather than keeping it forever mm-hmm. but I think a personal anecdote of mine is like I was really into bugs when I was little mm-hmm. and so I wanted to keep them in like jars and everything mm-hmm. and I was like I just want to keep it I just want to put it in a jar just like keep it collecting. Mm-hmm. and then my mom was like she was like you just have to let it go I was like why do I have to let it go I want to keep it forever mm-hmm. and I think that's when like permanence really stood out to me was because like who am I to keep this animal from living its life
0: uh-huh.
1: even though it only lives like a day mm-hmm. <laughs> who am I to like take away that um, like bug's life a bug's life <laughs> well, a beautiful butterfly <laughs> <laughs> but um I think that really like stood out to me in like what's permanent in my world and mm-hmm. as like he, you go in to life as a young adult, this is really deep, holy shit, I didn't mm-hmm. expect us to get this deep, um, as a young adult you meet a lot of people in college mm-hmm. and it's hard to focus on how many relationships you want to keep versus how many relationships you want to take away.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
1: Because you don't want to take away any of them because you like that, you were friends with that person for a reason. Mm-hmm but some things
0: yeah
1: and that's what I've been grasping with recently It's like I, I can't have all of the friends I've had in college in my adult life that's just like improbable not impossible yeah. but it's very improbable
0: mm-hmm. unlikely probably stressful yeah
1: especially when like in college when like everybody else has their own schedules because mm-hmm. I know for me like I haven't talked to like our friend group in like ages Mm -hmm. because of how busy my schedule has been because of like shows I've been in and like work Mm -hmm. and school that I can barely like even spend time with like you and Soleil I can't really do it Mm -hmm. and so I feel bad when like we go out at like a bar or something for somebody's birthday and everybody's like oh I miss you I haven't seen you in so long Uh
0: oh yay we could talk about Oh. Well, today, after we get our Taco Bell, we're going to go see a comedy show on campus. Yeah. This is a group... I know, I haven't seen them. Have you seen them before? Yeah, I have. Yeah.
1: I haven't okay. seen them and I've auditioned for them before.
0: I've never seen them before. And that got me thinking about all the things that you can do on a college campus that you can't do <laughs> once <laughs> <Life>. you leave. <laughs> That's not even in life. It's just all the things that you have access to or things that are encouraged that once you leave the academic environment but more specifically college it's just not normalized anymore yeah. so my question for you is what is your favorite thing that you've done in college specifically college that you would not have been able to do if you hadn't been here it could be campus specific it could be it could be just college specific it's really interesting
1: my life has really been involved in like I guess like the singing Hoosiers mhm Singing Hoosiers are pretty nice. Um, For the people that don't know, out there listening, Singing Hoosiers is a, another Debbie Ryan hair flip, is a Grammy-nominated um, singing group here on campus. When were they me.
0: nominated for a Grammy?
1: When? Mm-hmm. That doesn't need to be disclosed.
0: Okay. It was in the 70s. <laughs> and they're still touting
1: 1970s. it? 1970s, no. They're not touting anymore. It's like they don't put on the audition form. It's just like something that singing hoosiers know.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh.
1: That like oh. The okay. group in nineteen seventy was nominated for it was either an Oscar or a Grammy. It was an Oscar because um, we sang a track on a movie. Um, mm. <clears throat> but no, and then it's uh, through Jacobs, which is one of the, pres- one of the most prestigious music groups here on campus. I'm not. It's it's it's. It's fine. It's a good group. The people in it are good. The music's good. <clears throat> Sometimes it can get stressful because we meet, like, Monday through Friday every day. Like, Monday through Friday. But I think that is the best experience I've had on campus that I can only have on campus. Because I don't really... I don't really think I'll be in choir after college. Good what?
0: answer. The uniquely college experience... I think our first year living in a dorm.
1: Yeah. Because
0: you were... We were all on the same floor. I think our experience making friends with almost everyone who lived in that community was really unique. And just, I mean, I've lived in apartments. I've lived in other dorm settings as a resident assistant, but also as just a resident, like someone who's just living there. That experience was so unique of the people... I mean, my roommate, someone that I met on that floor, I had a long-term relationship with someone that I met on that floor, some of my closest friends that I know I'll leave college with I met on that floor, a lot of people that I might not speak to closely after school but I know really shaped my experience, all of them I met through that experience and I think dorm life is one of those things that it's truly so much, you, you get out what you put in and... I I wish more people knew that you can come into it putting in effort. You don't have to be scared of other people. And you also need to kind of hold off on your negative expectations or be okay with it turning into something that you aren't expecting. Because that wasn't something that I expected. I didn't expect to make friends with the group of people that I expected to make. And I was really happy when I did. It was a really nice unexpected surprise.
1: I think that too is like my senior year of college, oh, wow. My senior year of high school mm-hmm. was really bad for me, at least. And like, I really, I really took a shot at my like who I was and like what my personality is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was hard going and like talking to all these people, especially because I, <laughs> before we got onto the floor, I matched with one of our, um, like one of our sweet mates, one of our dorm mates on Tinder.
0: Which one? Oh, you matched with her on Tinder? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Oh, wait, maybe you did tell me that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think you probably did. <clears throat> That's crazy. Her
1: and I joke about it all the time. Mm-hmm. But, um... No, you know, like, that was also a weird uh, a weird thing, because mm-hmm. in high school, when you like somebody and they know it, they kind of get distant mm-hmm. and weird. And I was like, I don't want anybody to get distant and weird already. <laughs> but, um... And then I became
0: gay. <laughs>
1: God.
0: Gay.
1: Gay. 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 He moved into the city
0: and now he's gay.
1: Yeah, but that dorm experience was really nice. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible that we're like still. Might not great friends still but like still friends with like everyone on that floor. I
0: think that's naturally I think that's one of the best lessons that you learn in college is that you can still be very close with people without seeing them every single day yeah it's because also our freshman year was the 2019 2020 school year so we went home for spring break and then they were like alright alright y'all just don't, don't don't come back oh my god Sunday so, break oh yeah. Wait. oh two years and I think I think this is true for most if not all of us in that group is I know I had plans for the rest of the school year I was like oh things i want to do i want to go on some more dates i want to finish out my classes really strong yeah we didn't get our freshman little five and i think that that did change things and we tried for the first maybe month we were zooming each other all the time we were really active in our group chats and then you know the quarantine funk set in and a lot of that communication fucked me up and i know that that affected a lot of our relationship sophomore year we came back and everybody had different expectations for it was like a
1: strange to mm -hmm. everyone
0: Staying safe, and there were people who kind of had a, an on-campus living situation bubble and then off-campus living situation bubbles. Yeah. But yeah, living in a dorm definitely teaches you how to, to deal with friends becoming less distant. Well, the thing
1: Those is, too, is that like we went through a trial and tribulation of like, it, um, it's 8 o'clock. Yeah,
0: that's my watch. It beeps on the hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but no, it's we've definitely gone through a trial and tribulation and definitely come back stronger on topic mm-hmm.
0: and also learning what friends you can depend on for what you know like not every friend needs to be a complete emotional support person not every friend needs to be the person you can go out with right. every, like any day of the week you don't need to work out with every single friend you don't need to travel with every friend like it's it's just a, a really healthy thing to learn and I think college is a really good environment to learn that
1: well on the other end of that, You could find one person that you kind of make your outlet.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's fair. What are are some of your best memories from specifically freshman year?
1: God, I don't have any. You don't have any? Mostly because I just can't remember it. Really? Yeah. (laughs) You're lying. I can't really remember. I have to think. There was just one day. We went to Goodwill. (laughs) And then... We didn't hear Alyssa
0: saying that she wanted, wanted to go. Uh-huh, that's your story.
1: <laughs> I start cackling after we get back from Goodwill. Because you
0: see me in the hallway. She,
1: says she she said I looked like a male version of one of our friends. And, that, and I was like, oh, is somebody pissy because they didn't go to Goodwill.
0: I had said, I had been saying for multiple days, oh my god, I'm so busy, I just really want to go to Goodwill. I don't have the time, but if anybody goes to Goodwill, let me know because I'll happily go with you. Then, then, I come out of my room, which is right across from the lounge. The lounge door is always open. My door is always open and or unlocked. I come out, and what do I see but a group of traders digging through some Goodwill bags going, look at these pants I found. Look at this ugly vest I found. And I say, whoa, 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 hold the phone. Hold on, hold on. Who who is gonna tell Cut me about the cameras, deadass? Cut the cameras, dead ass. How you do? Who is gonna tell me about Goodwill? And all I get are some clowns looking back at me, makeup on, uh-huh. wigs half off, uh-huh. telling me that, oh they didn't know I wanted to go, liars. You're all liars.
1: <laughs> no, I think my favorite slash most traumatizing moment for me is when we tried to save Mocus's life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, let me he re- could have died. Let me reiterate.
1: So it was our friend, one of our friends freshman year, and we were all eating. No, no, no we weren't. No, it was it Chicago. Was... Yeah. And Mocha's eating Jimmy John's, right?
0: I think it was just Austin. Austin got his Jimmy John's, uh-huh. and he was the only one eating, I think.
1: No, because Mocha's like swallowed an ice cube.
0: Was he just sharing the drink? Okay. One, of, one or both of Austin and Chicago were the same person. But one or both of them were eating food. They got in Jimmy John's. And we were, there were maybe, like, three, I don't remember who was there, but I know it was the two of them, you and me, maybe Jared? I no. feel like there was a fourth person, there was a fifth person. There was, was just, there, but I don't remember. I don't remember who it was. Was
1: it
0: Maybe? Hey, okay. Well, I don't know. Not, not
1: really big the story.
0: But <laughs> Mokas starts drinking from his cup. And all of a sudden, this man is choking. And not choking like you see in those instructional videos where they're given in a half-hearted little eh, eh. No, this man was choking. And,
1: and smacking on his <laughs> chest.
0: not funny. I was like, oh. No, I know that I, I was gagging. Not like Mokas, but I was gagging because I thought he was kidding. And then Austin, of all people, he's the most serious in the situation. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, I think he's choking.
1: Yeah, and I just froze. I was like... Because uh. it was, like, a split second, and then it was, like, done. Yeah.
0: But, like, that split who second ended was, ended up like, helping him get the dislodged? It was... His it
1: was Chicago.
0: Well, good for him, because I did not know what to do in that situation. I didn't
1: know either, because I also thought he was kidding. Because he was so goofy with it.
0: <laughs> it's not goofy. He, he was, was dying. He was smacking
1: his chest. He was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
0: oh my god. Okay, this might be a really stupid question, but if you're choking on an ice cube, won't the ice cube melt?
1: Yeah, but doesn't mean you're not choking. But yeah,
0: yeah. Valid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then after that, he goes, <clears throat> sorry guys.
0: After No, after he vomited a bit into a trash can, and then we all just came back into the lounge and we're like, alright, let's go. I don't even know what we were doing. Probably just doing homework and talking about random things. That, that wasn't a good memory, but it, it's a crazy It's a memory. fond one. It's a fond... <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's doing well. I, I haven't seen him at all since freshman year. No, I, th-
1: I think he transferred schools. Oh, well,
0: yeah. I hope he's doing well.
1: Oh, another good day was when the power mm. went out in Collins.
0: <gasps> that was a good day. That was a good day. That was a really... F- wow, that was a good day. Most of us like skipped classes, and at one point people were playing music in the lounge. Yeah,
1: I remember when the floor was having a debate on... If we had to eat people, who would we eat first, me or, me or you? Yeah, I'm not
0: sure why that came up. And I'm not sure why I was the answer.
1: They picked the, one of the, like, two of the four minorities on the group of the floor and we're like, We gotta eat one of them.
0: did I do it for, it for you?
1: Have you seen that little audio with, like, that audio with, like, the dogs that had the long snouts? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think they're greyhounds or, like, some form of dog.
0: Like the target dog? No, no,
1: that's that's not a greyhound.
0: <laughs> the bus? <laughs>
1: but yeah, it's like the bus. But um it's the dogs with the long snouts and like when you do like a 0. 0.5 of them. A 0.5 picture of them. It's like their snouts look so big and their eyes look so big.
0: I don't think greyhounds have long snouts. I think they're known for being very large dogs. While you, while you confirm the dog. I think dog. you're
1: thinking the target dog is a bull terrier.
0: Yeah, but greyhounds are known for being very large, fast dogs. While while you confirm the dog, I think dog. you're
1: thinking the target dog is a bull terrier.
0: Yeah, but greyhounds are known for being very large, fast dogs. Hence, greyhound bus.
1: Since <laughs> greyhound bus. <laughs>
0: well, anyway, while you research dog breeds, I know my I think my favorite memory from freshman year is the chick too slick, debacle. Do you not? Oh. Have I not told you about this? No. Is that a greyhound?
1: It's a little dog. I don't know if it's a greyhound. I don't
0: think that is. Anyway, chick too slick thing. This actually started, have you not heard this story? No. This is crazy. I feel like I've told everybody that, okay. Well, freshman year, one of the first weeks of school, the three of us, you, me, and Soleil, went to Urban Outfitters. Do you remember this? Okay, well, I know it was, th- I'm almost positive you were the third person, but it was you, me, Soleil, and I'm pretty sure you were there too. And we saw a, a set of bucket hats, and Soleil at the time had been wearing her afro very large, okay. and she was trying bucket hats on, and they would not fit over the weight the of her afro. Do you remember this? I do remember this? that. And so, of course, because <laughs> one would not fit on top of her head, we put another one on top of the one that wouldn't fit. So, we took a very beautiful picture of her wearing two bucket hats, looking very slyly at the camera, with a pair of sunglasses perched about halfway down her nose, looking very inquisitively at the camera. And less inquisitive, more like, hmm, <clears throat> wait till you get home. That type of look, you know? <laughs> so then, naturally, we're looking at the pictures later in the dorm. We're laughing very hard, and we're like, this is a character. And this is someone that the world needs to see. So we named her Chick Too Slick. Chick C h r c k, t o o slick as in S-l-ic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> S-L-I-C. S-L-I-C. Then we added a blurb. One of my biggest regrets is that I never took a picture of that poster, and I don't have it saved anymore, and now I can't find it. I think, I don't even know where Did the hell I s- No, I didn't take any pictures of it. I think because I assumed I had one saved, and then I lost it. So we made a poster, and it was like a wanted poster. Like, wanted, chick too slick. And it had a bunch of stuff on it like uh, wanted for stealing your man, looking too fine, being too cool. Just goofy, silly stuff that just made us laugh so hard. It's the type of thing that you're making it and you're just rolling on the floor. Your stomach is hurting. Your face is just so ah, it hurts. Then another person looks at it and they're like, okay, they're just not. (laughs) They're not drinking the Kool-Aid. They're not understanding the sauce, but. We went to the library. We decided We lay off
1: the source. <laughs> we
0: designed this poster. We're in the middle of the library. People are studying. I think it was a like a Thursday or Friday night, like about the weekend. And people are like looking at us they're like these fucking these assholes. Like they're in the middle of the library. So then we go. We print off fifty copies. Right. We're in the library. We print off fifty copies. We go to the printer that we sent it to, and they're not there. Remember this? They're like, oh shoot. Okay. Well, I guess we just messed up the the printing website. We print another 50 copies. We then walk back to our dorm, laughing the entire way. Just, oh, we're thinking, oh my God, what are we going to do with these posters? We decide we're going to go put them up around campus. And she talks me into riding those electric scooters. Up until that point, she'd been asking me to. I didn't want to do it. I'd seen people do it. It looked scary. It looked dangerous. It is scary. dangerous. Yes. But I was like, you know what? This is the most effective way to get around campus and do these shenanigans. So naturally... At 9 or 10 o'clock at night, we dressed in all black. Black hoodies, black pants. We are dressed in all black. Not
1: a good idea.
0: And we're scootering around campus. That was such a stupid idea. We could have so easily been hit by a car. Yeah. Anyway, we have a backpack full of posters. We have some tape. And we're going around campus just putting them up on different like, lamp posts had around all campus. all those pictures
1: and just didn't decide to take a picture of it?
0: No, I don't know why I did That's that. so It awful. was so stupid. I've tried so hard to find where I saved it and I can't. I think it's because we retired. Bo- Do you remember Box from freshman year? That was the file sharing. Yeah. They retired that and now you can't access your files. Anyway, we went and we were putting them up around campus in different locations. And it was one of those things where in the middle of it, you're like, oh, this is stupid, isn't it? <laughs> this isn't funny, is it? But we, were, we were already. We've been dedicated to it. Yeah, my So book. then, we're going to, there's a neighborhood of dorms, the northwest neighborhood, that's up a hill, like up that lane yeah, hill. all those
1: apartments up there.
0: All those apartments, all those dorms, and so we <laughs> rode our scooters up this huge hill. I later lived at the top of that hill. That hill sucks. It's horrible. And on scooters, you can't go fast at all, just because of how slow it is. So naturally, we're walking, we're going up, we're just the slow electrical hum of the Hooters. The, the scooters. Hooters. Hooters. I just love wings. I just, I just love wings. Hey, 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 hey. I, I go to
1: Hooters for the wings.
0: And who do we see but this girl that I went to high school with. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm wearing, we're both wearing sunglasses by the way. It's nighttime. We're wearing sunglasses. I, I have my, my hood up wrapped around. I'm like, oh, she's not gonna see me. She stops and goes, Alyssa? <laughs> Head to hand. Head to hand. I say, oh my God. How are you? And she's with, she's in a super cute outfit. She's with two of her friends. They're clearly going to a party, and the two of us are on scooters in all black, holding, just gripping posters like a child grips an iPad.
1: The duality of man.
0: Yeah, and I'm talking to her, and she's like, "Well, have a good night," and I'm like, "You too." Oh my god, thank you. And I drive past, and I'm just internally weeping that she saw me in that state. Let me get to the highest dorm. We're putting up posters. Two police officers approach us, and this was the point where we were like, no, we're going home. They said, hey, gentlemen, what are we up to tonight?
1: No. Well, here's the thing. You had fucking, like, black, I get it. I get it. sunglasses.
0: You know, I get it. We were suspicious. We were suspicious. Also, our scooters died as soon as we got there. We were gonna ride around the circle, like, yee-haw, and then the scooters died, so we had to park them at the front, and then we just walked back. Then later, and this, this is my favorite part of the story, later... I'm going to print out my notes for finite mathematics, the worst class taught at this school. Yes. And I'm in the center desk area for the dorm, and I'm at the printer, and I'm trying to print out my stuff. And I see a really big, thick stack of papers in the printer. And I'm like, who just left their stuff there? I pick it up and turn it over. It's the 50 Chick two Slick posters that we printed. The wrong printer was set to my settings on, like, the printing website, and I printed it at Collins. No one was there to pick it up, so they've been just sitting there all night and most of the day on like the weekend They've been, been there the entire weekend, and someone had just set them by the printer because they're like, "Who's are these?" But I was so embarrassed. I was like, "Oh, I just first of all, I wasted like half of my printing allotment. Second of all, they were just sitting there the whole time. And then I go and talk to my brother later that week because he like lived near where I lived on campus. And he was saying, yeah, someone left these really weird posters at the printer. I thought they were really funny. And that was when I knew that it was an okay idea. If my brother, who's so critical of my sense of humor, thinks that my joke is funny, then I win.
1: Checkmate, bitch.
0: Checkmate. And that is the story of Chick Too Slick. I really hope I can find a picture of that poster somewhere, because... I have the original picture that inspired Chick Too Slick. Okay. I still have it on my
1: phone. Well, we can make it as the album art. Album art. But, um... Going to parties, though. Going to parties were fun. Yeah, the parties were I have to, to say up. that, like... <laughs> I don't condone this. And I'm not saying that I did it. But hypothetically, underage drinking... <laughs> it's just, like... When you hit 21... It's just, like... The, the alcohol just, like, loses the danger. And then now all you have is just... Shouldn't
0: be dangerous? No, it's
1: just, like, the danger of, like, being caught.
0: Mm.
1: Now all you have is just something that can cripple me for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, no, 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 there's this one. Time. <laughs> we were trying to sneak to a party, and we, we, we weren't going to let come with us, and then we, we escaped out of Lydia's window. <laughs>
0: that was messed up. That was so messed up. Y'all were that. And then petty the fucking that.
1: Frenchman, that. I was talking to him. Oh my god. Let him in. What is his name? I
0: don't know. I only remember his name. His name is not Sabra, but we started calling him Sabra. Sorry. No, no. We started calling him Sabra like the hummus brand. Yeah. Because Soleil met him and said that his name sounded like the Sabra hummus brand. I remember, I thought I had a, well. I had a really big crush on that French exchange student. Probably just because he was the first person I'd ever met explicitly from Europe. <laughs> and, she goes, oh. yeah. And it was one of those things that you meet just someone perfect. and you think, oh my gosh, they're so cute, uh, and then you see them the second and third time, and you're immediately just no.
1: They're just a person. They're
0: just a person. <laughs> they're not interesting. That's he has a Yeah, he well. has an accent and isn't and isn't disgusted by your music taste. He's just a nice person. So all of my friends on my floor knew that I had a crush on him, and he was friends with <laughs> always brought. The strangest, most foreign... guy thing. that looked
1: like a professor, but was actually like 22. Oh,
0: are you talking about yourself?
1: I'm sorry, do I have thinning
0: hair? <laughs> You're so rude! Wait, <laughs> that's a story! Wait, that's a story! So, there... <laughs> this is not about freshman year, okay. but... I think this was... Wait, oh no, this was freshman year. This is a freshman year story! My best friend lived on the, f- the same floor as um, me in
1: you can just say his name no
0: so i'm talking about olivia so uh my (sighs) high school best friend and she's she's like my sister i would do anything for this girl as evidenced by this story (laughs) she lived on the same floor as we all did a freshman year of college and there was this guy named he was really nice he just
1: got on my nerves
0: he's just he's a very particular personality he's from He's from a city in Indiana that I don't. Somewhere did, near Carmel. I'm he's from Fort. He's from Fort Wayne. We don't need to say where he's from, but he had an interesting way of talking. Huh? He used a lot of African American Vernacular English. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. He used a lot of AAVE, and he's not African American, and it was just an interesting, an interesting combination of factors. And personality points.
1: Also part of the, the, the he's also a part of the Latino male initiative.
0: Yes, and he's not <laughs> Latino. It's not bad to be involved in cultures that are not explicitly yours, but the way in which he was involved, and also the way that he asked myself and many of my other friends who are not Hispanic multiple times if we were Hispanic, had been to the Hispanic uh, or the. Have Latino- been to
1: La Casa? Have you
0: been to La Casa? <laughs> Are you hispanic do you speak spanish he asked me those questions multiple times and each time i said no i'm not hispanic i don't speak spanish i'd love to come to an event but why are you are you inviting me because you think that i I, it was an interesting situation so he pretty naturally had a little crush on my dear friend olivia olivia's beautiful i completely understand and he approached me and said hey i like her can i have her number i'm i plan on asking her out do you think she'd say yes and I was honest and said, you know, I'm not her. Uh, You can ask her if you would if you would like to. I mean, yeah, he did, and I don't know what it is about this girl, but she cannot say no, or at least in those situations, she could not say no to guys that she was not interested in. So she said yes, and then she devised a scheme to serendipitously meet. Me at a dining hall, they went to a dining hall to get lunch together, like, as a little date. Ew. And so, and Such then she arranged that. for me to be there eating lunch with my brother so that we could all sit down together and just have a little conversation so <laughs> that well she could talk to us and not to the guy she was on the date with, right? And so we catch wind of this. We're like, oh my God. So we end up doing it. Ethan and I are eating lunch and we're just hanging out. And then they come we end up the four of us end up eating lunch together super awkward we're leaving the dining hall everything's over we're about to just disperse and go our separate ways and i did not have my ears pierced at the time and i wore these clip-on hoop earrings a lot i love hoop earrings and i wanted to wear them even if i didn't have my ears pierced and so ethan knew that my ears weren't pierced he knew that they were clip-on earrings it it was a thing that i'd done for years (laughs) and so we're leaving the dining hall and Ethan and I are just joking around. I said something to him and he goes, you know, oh, shut up. And he snatches my hoop off of my ear. I didn't think anything of it because I, it just slid off my ear. It's it didn't hurt at all. Like you don't even feel it. But he goes, Oh my oh my god. Oh my god, dude, you just ripped your earring off. Is she okay? You just ripped your earring off. And he looks aghast. He looks horrified, disgusted. He looks like he's he's expecting to see my ear just hanging off. Not like, my oh, my gosh. And I just, <laughs> the way that he reacted was so funny. He had his hand on his mouth. He's like, oh, my God. Her ear, bro. Her ears. Oh, my God, bro. You just did that to her. <laughs> and my brother's exactly like, no, it was a clip-on. And we're all just laughing. We're laughing at him. We're not laughing with him. And <laughs> needless to say, they did not go on any more dates. But my brother and I are professional date crashers.
1: Me looking through my ow. You just fucking hit me in the neck with a sauce packet, you bitch! <laughs> you dirty bitch! It, it
0: wasn't me. Oh my god! It wasn't me. Yes, it was. Found me on the camera. It wasn't me. Call me? <laughs>
1: It really looks so different, but not different at all.
0: Because people are dynamic and they change over time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we should probably wrap it up because we have to leave soon.
1: Yeah, I'm just kind of just talking at my ass at this point. Uh, yeah, I guess we can end it. Well,.
0: All right, Elijah. Um, go ahead and catch the sauce packet. You said you wanted some fire sauce, so. Here oh, you
1: go. okay. Uh- oh.